Welcome everyone to the Monthly Movie Dispatch, the movie review show from friends that you can trust. Every week we broadcast a review of a new film, talk about some film news, and recommend what to watch. We've been talking, critiquing, and gushing over movies since we were in high school, and we aim to bring you honest conversation about relevant cinema. Uh, my name is Sean Bowlby. I'm here today with my brother, uh, Brandon Bowlby. How's it going? It's going pretty good. Um... So today we're going to be talking about the new Cohen. I was about to say Cohen Brothers film, but it is not. It's a uh, Joel Cohen film, uh, The Tragedy of Macbeth, uh, that came out maybe mid December. So we're a little late on that, but there's been a lot of movies. We were we were all on the couch together at your place uh-huh. watching a Seahawks game. Right. Four days before Christmas, uh-huh. and all of a sudden this Macbeth trailer comes yeah. on. And it's like uh joel cohen film uh-huh uh, yeah in four days you can watch it last stream uh-huh. that's right it was it, it came out like... it came out on christmas didn't it I yeah it came out on christmas and we heard about it four days before it came out yeah. it's this pretty is crazy like, uh, i mean that's pretty crazy yeah um but yeah before we jump into that we are going to have a brief discussion about something that we are very unqualified to talk about um, but we're going to talk about it anyways. We're going to talk about Bill Shakespeare. Um, oh, he's a Bill, is he? Yeah, Billiam Shakespeare. You know that guy. Everyone knows him. Okay. Um, he's okay. been around for a while. Um, and he is a pretty prolific writer, if you haven't heard. There are far more... Um, movie adaptations of his work than you even any you know then certainly i even realized until i started doing some research um and he is all over the place and it's pretty incredible once you really dig into um his i guess filmography um how many things it sounds funny for you to say that yes yeah it is a little (laughs) odd but um yeah, I mean, thing, things as varied as, uh, you know, from Lion King to 10 Things I Hate About You to, um, you know, very Wait, little. so Wait, so what are those based on? Uh, I'm just hearing this for Lion the first King, time, too. Oh, the Lion King is based on Hamlet. Um, you okay. know, a very family-friendly, toned, you know, toned-down version of Hamlet. Um, <clears throat> uh, and then uh, 10 Things I Hate About You is based on The Taming of the Shrew. Uh, one of his comedies um yeah and then there's like a a, there's musicals like um um spielberg's west side spielberg's west side story and not just spielberg although i am blanking on the name of the filmmaker who did the original west side story steven sondheim well yeah he's the writer of it but yeah (laughs) Um, he I think there's, I think there's three different categories yeah. of Shakespeare like movies. I think, mm-hmm. and very much what we um, are going to talk about with the tragedy of Macbeth today is like category one. It's like the direct adaptation mm-hmm. um, story, and like the script is literally just lifted. The only thing different is like maybe scenes are shifted around or things are shortened just mm-hmm. to get a more movie length. Yeah, because plays are usually a bit longer. Yeah, and definitely. then category two is like the, the story's the same, but the dialogue is modernized. So it's not mm-hmm. confusing 1600s Shakespeare jargon. Yeah. Um, and then category three is like what you're just saying, Lion King, West Side mm-hmm. Story. 
it's like very loose adaptations the, loosely based like the overall the, arcs are there but mm -hmm. everything else has been changed yeah um yeah and i would even say that some kind of there's there's some crossing uh even between those categories where it's almost a hybrid of different categories um like um <clears throat> um like the movie the king that we were just talking about before the show is kind of an and odd Netflix, one where it's like up. it's kind of a loosely based on four different Shakespeare plays, but also is kind of more of a historical um, piece than than his plays actually than were. anything else um, with modernized dialogue. Yeah. So yeah, uh, I mean one... it's it's all over the place. So um, yeah, what is like what are you, what's your relationship to him? What are what are your thoughts? And because you've you've so, seen quite a variety of. Yeah, I mean, one movie that stands out to me because there's there's so many that I have, like you said, we're not very qualified. I was looking mm -hmm. through lists of Shakespeare adaptations. There's so many films that mm -hmm. are like pretty famous that I haven't seen from like yeah. earlier in like film history, like the 40s through the 70s and stuff. But one more recent one that stands out to me, um, not necessarily being great, but I was just like really unique at the time when I saw Much Ado About Nothing, mm -hmm. uh, the Josh Whedon directed film um he basically i think just shot it in one of his homes yeah he just got a bunch of his like friend actors around hollywood yeah. to come for like a few weeks and shoot this movie at his house um mm -hmm. there's a pretty direct adaptation with the script but they just like did it for almost no budget mm -hmm. released it online um my understanding just is that is a really cool idea yeah definitely my understanding is that he actually uh he and all those actors are good friends and they on like the weekends get together and recite Shakespeare plays, you know, over wine, okay. I assume. Um, and they just kind of decided one day, Hey, why don't we just like shoot one of these things? And that's kind of what it actually did. does sound fun for a group of actors just yeah, to grab does. plays and like uh -huh. act them out and just like, yeah. while hanging out with just each kind of other sitting around, roles. sitting around the couch with a glass yeah, of taking wine. different roles. Yeah, totally. <clears throat> definitely. Unfortunately, we are not actors and we cannot partake. Yeah. So what are what's the one is a year one or a few of your favorites that stand yeah, out? Yeah. So um, I've I've seen, uh, you know, when I actually think about it, I've se I have seen quite a few um, and I've definitely seen more Macbeth adaptations than I think anything else outside of maybe Romeo and Juliet, just because Romeo and Juliet has been adapted a billion and a half times. Um, but yeah, definitely some of my favorites are um, uh, Kurosawa movies. Uh, he has two in particular that uh, are really, really great. Uh, Throne of Blood is a Macbeth adaptation uh, set in like, uh, you know, kind of samurai era um, Japan. Uh, and then mm -hmm. one of my favorite Kurosawa films, I think it's number two or three, is uh, Ron, Ran ron okay um, which is king lear a king lear adaptation and it is a truly remarkable piece of cinema um and yeah <clears throat> so those are either of them yeah unfortunately two of, but two it's interesting that like with i guess he does have a, a lot of movies but um several of them are shakespeare adaptations and some of his best too mm -hmm. come from yeah. that yeah definitely um yeah i mean there's also like there, there's so many movies. There's like, even just talking about Macbeth, um, there's the Roman Polanski Macbeth, um, came out, I believe in the 70s or so. 
Um, did you watch that on your Roman Polanski rewatch? Uh, yes, I did. Um, okay. And it was cool. really good. I really liked that one. Um, and the, the like Macbeth recently from 2015. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, with... That's a little bit more epic, a lot higher budget, kind of focuses on, uh-huh. has really beautiful cinematography. Yeah, and, and I style. think I think we should, when maybe when we get into our actual Macbeth review, we should kind of compare the different approaches to the story of Macbeth. Like, the Roman Polanski one versus the um, that uh, the um, 2015 2015 version. one that was Michael like, Fassbender yeah that was like very uh, visually kind of all about those visuals and like epic um, landscapes and, and yeah big visuals um, and, but then it was like a very the, the way that they did those performances was was different as well um, mm-hmm. uh, but yeah um and then there's we, uh, you know, there's there's so much to talk about with with Shakespeare. Like I wanted to mention one more thing was uh, Sleep No More that we which we both saw is a yes it, multiple it, times yeah both saw it multiple times and that's like a kind of uh, off Broadway um, performance art type version of Macbeth. Um, yeah, maybe we should have mentioned there's a fourth category of Shakespeare, yeah. and it's completely yeah. like balls to the wall, yeah. ridiculous experimentation, uh-huh. and that's what this falls under. Yeah, um, go see it if you're ever in New York. It's still playing somehow. It oh has wow! Not gone away. So it it, it um, actually survived the pandemic. Yeah, it came wow. back afterwards, and it's one of the most unique visual experiences I've ever yeah. seen. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. I, I guess I wanted to mention um, thing. I've seen a few Shakespeare's live. Mm-hmm. I don't have like too much. I, I saw Much Ado About Nothing um, in Central Park. Oh, nice! Um, like outdoors, which was pretty fun. That's so. New um, York. I saw Romeo and Juliet with Orlando Bloom in it, which actually was pretty bad. Um, it's really weird, like mm-hmm. modern retelling of it, like biker gang style. Oh wow. Um, but then one of the best ones I remember seeing was King Lear at Brooklyn Academy of Music. And it got like huge reviews before it came out. Um, this was maybe like 2016 or something and I went to see it and it was really well done. Mm-hmm. Awesome. That's yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, much more qualified people could uh, go on for much, much longer about Shakespeare uh, but we are not those people, so why don't we just move on to this movie that we saw, um, The Tragedy of Macbeth. Um, Tragedy of Macbeth is directed by Joel Cohen, not the Cohen brothers. Uh, this is like yeah. the first one in forever that, that they Is Ethan done? Is he into. over it? I actually don't know. I, I have heard that, you know, just... just total rumors and hearsay but um i i have heard that uh ethan retired and joel yeah. wants to continue making movies and so this yeah. would be the first yeah. one the um, ballad of buster shrugs is the last yeah co-directed film from them mm-hmm. yep um but yeah so the plot description of this movie is it's it's Macbeth. um no. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, no. No uh, further details a, needed. <laughs> no, I, I I would leave it at that, but it's kind of a funny uh, plot description. It is a, a Scottish lord becomes convinced by a trio of witches that he will become the next king of Scotland, and his ambitious wife supports him in his plans of seizing power. Oh, she's so supportive. 
Yeah, I'm so ambitious and supportive. Yeah. <laughs> so sweet. Um, so yeah, this movie stars Denzel Washington, Francis McDormand, uh, Corey Hawkins, and Harry Melling. Uh, little Dudley Dursley is, is uh, in this movie. Um, <clears throat> and a few a few side actors yeah. I, I saw throughout, like, um, I don't know, just, just there's a, this is a huge cast. Like, Macbeth yeah. has a lot of characters mm-hmm. and a lot of names. Um, Definitely. And uh, you recognize a lot of faces. Yeah, Brendan Gleeson is another one. Um, very Scottish guy from a lot of movies. Um, but, yeah, so you can see this movie on Apple TV+. Plus. Or in theaters. I believe it is still in some theaters. So, you know, um, go check it out. It, it may not be, you know, a movie that you absolutely have to see in theaters, but it has some really interesting visuals, and I, I definitely recommend it. Um, it was shot by Bruno Del Bono, uh, who did, like, uh, a very long engagement in Amelie. And, um, did not know that yeah. going into it. I did yeah, not I actually didn't either until I saw him in the credits. And, uh, okay. Yeah, so there's there's some really cool visuals in this movie that uh, that I thought worked really well on the bigger screen, um, which I, I saw it in theaters. Um, I assume you just you just saw this movie today. Yeah, uh, I saw it online. I didn't know that's cool. You went to the theater to mm-hmm. see it. Was AMC showing it or a smaller cinema? Yeah, just AMC. I just one night okay. decided to decided I wanted to go see a movie and went and saw it. Um, unfortunately, not on a really big screen, but it was. Um, yeah, it's still pretty cool. Um, so yeah, Brandon, uh, what you just saw this movie what a few hours ago? Yeah. Um, yeah. So early what? Evening. So this is a hot take. What What do you think? Yeah. About? What did you think? So I kind of feel like I did this movie right. I did Shakespeare right for the first time in a long time, wow. and it was kind of spawned from what I saw like him many times in uh, live, like in New York not really knowing what's going on because usually when shakespeare is done live it's like the original dialogue and unless it's romeo and juliet i don't actually know the stories Mm -hmm. very well and it is very easy to get lost in that um maybe every like fifth line you understand something small that they're saying but then Mm -hmm. a bunch of like gibberish goes by and you're just lashing onto little things here and there uh-huh. so what i actually had when i was here is on my like second monitor i just had the wikipedia page open oh nice just like the original Macbeth, and it just has like act one two three four five like two paragraphs on each plot description mm-hmm. and i literally followed along as i was going um i think like if you go to the movie theaters it would it's probably good to just read it all before you go in mm-hmm. and that would probably help but i literally like was almost going line by line like yeah. my eyes would go back and forth every once in a while and read the next few sentences and be like, Oh, that's what's happening here. Mm-hmm. Um, and it helped a lot. Like I understood everything. Um, Macbeth, it's honestly actually not that complicated of a uh, story. Yeah. Um, but I'm still glad I did that. Uh, it, it really helped, uh, especially with all like how big of a cast it was. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was able to like latch on the store and really enjoy it this time. And I'm going to continue doing that for, future Shakespeare mm-hmm. stuff. That is not a bad idea, to be yeah. honest, because it is, it's absolutely uh, difficult to really follow a literal uh, adaptation of Shakespeare. Um, yeah, for sure. Um, it's And it's interesting in the dialogue, like finding bits and pieces of it that you recognize as being like pretty like poetic mm-hmm. and beautiful as it's going by, 
Um, yeah. And it goes by so fast, you don't get to like relish in it for too long, but you know, you can always go back and look at it um, in more detail. Um, this adaptation of Macbeth, I think is like, I want to see so many more like plays or Shakespeare or things done like this. Mm -hmm. I like the, maybe about halfway through the movie, I was like, this is so unique. And it's like the perfect middle ground between being on a stage and adapting it to a movie. Mm -hmm. um, everything was so like minimalistic, but also like there was beautiful sets and beautiful lighting and editing and cinematography. Like it still was a movie, but the way the like locations looked and the amount of like characters and the background, it was all minimal enough to still feel like a play. Yeah. Um, so you kind of felt like you were like seeing it live in some, in some mm -hmm. form. Yeah. Let's, let's, um, so, you want to dive into that really quick just right I'm, now? I mean, I'm trying I mean, right now. What else? No, I was just going to like be a little bit more specific. It was very like yeah. impressionistic, like, um, <clears throat> really the, this is a, probably a bit more of an exaggeration, but remember Dogville, the movie Dogville, yeah. Nicole Kimmon, where it's like, takes place in this small town, but the entire town is just lines drawn on a stage. Blueprints. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's like a blueprint of the town. So it's like, it's like highly impressionistic. It, it kind of, it's, it's definitely not that, but it kind of, it's, it's almost in that direction. And, and Dogville is kind of the only other thing that really made me think of it and every everything from the architecture to the costumes um were yeah it was just impressions of different things like armor was just like almost an impression of the fact that this person is wearing toned armor. down right yeah toned down the, it's, yeah go ahead. the backgrounds mm -hmm. was a big part of it too and that's same with dogville and dogville it's the opposite everything's just black mm -hmm. like just black drapes like you're on a set um, but this is like, everything is like fogged out mm -hmm. as it pretty close, like 20 feet behind them, it disappears into like a blanket of fog, right? Yeah. It's not like a plain white background. So it kind of feels more realistic. Like things are disappearing into the whiteness. Mm -hmm. Um, and it just, it just gives it such a cool feel. And I, I think it's great because obviously like on a more practical scale, this tones down the budget. This mm -hmm. movie is probably way quicker and cheaper to like yeah. make and complete um then then something like macbeth from 2015 which was like the opposite it was like mm -hmm. maximalized yeah like all these aesthetics um this one minimalized it mm. um like you said in an impressionistic way and i i think it would be really cool if creators took this more minimalistic approach to adapting plays to movies um mm -hmm. they'd be able to do them cheaper faster and they would all usually they'd feel more like honest to the original material yeah without doing the full-on Hamilton style filming the live play. Yeah, right? definitely. Um, um, so I loved uh, Joel Cohen. Joel yeah, Cohen? Joel Cohen. It was jo Joel it was Cohen's Joel. like choice in doing mm -hmm. this movie that way. Yeah. It, it almost, I wonder how much of it was like out of necessity um, versus this is the movie that he wanted to make. Like, this is what he went into this project wanting to do. Um, like this was exactly. his vision. This is his vision. And it, because it not only like forget about the budget and forget about how much money it, it saves. I think I legitimately think this is, this is the way to do a literal, literal um, adaptation of Macbeth um, because in, 
like especially with Shakespeare plays because back in the day it really was like very impressionistic even to the point where when on stage you would change location someone would just be holding a sign of where you are um you know you're you're in scott you know, whatever you would just be they'd just yeah. be holding the sign there would be no sets or anything like that um so you know they i really appreciated that um like and and to you know bruno bringing it bring back up bruno del bonal who shot this movie the even the um, lighting was very impressionistic as well like impressions of bigger spaces than they were actually shooting in with like these big shafts of light showing like these Huge big cathedral shadows. windows um <clears throat> where where light yeah would be like i'm guessing they probably only created part of it and use you know cgi to create the like extension of some of those huge um black and white shots or i mean it's not totally black and white but yeah i don't yeah, know some of those huge like shots with shadows yeah well i would i would uh, guess the shadows were real uh it's probably just a big empty stage that's cheap okay big yeah. empty space um yes. yeah it's not that hard to get to get um you know big shadows to fake big shadows like that but um um so that i mean yeah that's my impression it's like give me more of this like mm -hmm. it was so perfectly balanced between live and live theater and an actual film um i just i want more of this type adaptation yeah. um definitely and um another thing i wanted to talk about is comparing it to other uh macbeth adaptations like the the performances in this movie were pretty starkly different from from most movies in general and especially most movies that uh, most Shakespeare movies whereas it like comparing this to the f 2015 Shakespeare adaptation like they, they were acting they were like <clears throat> you know they were crying and whispering and like yeah. it was not a stage performance it was a film performance where you can get the camera and the microphone right up in their face and you're just like giving it you know using all the tools um, to to uh evoke emotion whereas this yeah, one was like a lot a... more refrain refrained as well where they were just kind of they would just kind of go through the i don't want to say they were just going through the dialogue because it, it really was more than that but it was <clears throat> it wasn't those big swings um yeah there wasn't like you know blood curdling mm -hmm. screaming and shouting of lines there wasn't yeah. total emotional breakdowns yeah. there's a few moments here and there but mm -hmm. um yeah, it wasn't over mm. over dramatic. Yeah, um, and, and, that, and that honestly, for the for what was written um, for for the script, it it really does work better, <clears throat> or maybe not better. I don't want to say better, but it is like it feels more natural, I guess, um, rather it, than it like feels, yeah, doing it feels these more big emotive right? yeah. performances to this dialogue that no real human would ever actually say. Um, it, it kind of feels a little uh, juxtaposed when you're doing a very realistic performance with a very unrealistic dialogue. And I think this work, it works really well in this movie where it is kind of a more theatrical performance um, of everything, more toned down. <clears throat> mm -hmm. um, yeah, yeah, that's interesting. Um, I, yeah, now that you pointed out, like I'm, I'm seeing where 
where they made those choices. And yeah, I definitely think it worked. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, with I, I really kind of like appreciated since you know we're not Shakespeare experts, like we've said, like learning. When did what did I say this? I said this with maybe West Side Story too, um, maybe also Tick Tick Boom. Like I enjoyed being here in this like piece of history, mm-hmm. I guess. Like while I was watching this movie, I was watching it through that lens as well mm-hmm. of like, and I was even looking it up on Wikipedia. Like the story came out in 1600, like 1603 mm-hmm. or 1605. They, they don't even know the exact date. Like yeah. um, they're trying to pin it down. Um, and I, I, I even think that uh, some of the choice in the script, they, they shortened it. Like this play is supposed to be between two to two and a half hours long, and mm-hmm. the movie's about like an hour and forty minutes. Yeah. Um. So they probably took some liberties and cut some things down from there. But just like as a piece of history, it's I was constantly had that in the back of my head of like people were performing this on stage in yeah. London in the sixteen hundreds of just like like who was going to see these these plays like yeah. what types of people were enjoying this back then and how many times it's been adapted over hundreds and hundreds of years I don't know just. I know that doesn't have much to do with the actual movie itself, but for some reason, while I was watching this adaptation this time, I was thinking a lot about how like it's crazy we're still seeing yeah, Macbeth as a movie. Yeah, yeah for sure. Um, yeah, it, it, it's like it's you know, we, we again we're not experts, but there's there really is something about Shakespeare that that is timeless and and it will it'll never go away we will be doing i'm sure we're going to in a hundred years be doing new versions of macbeth um in different mediums and in in different ways and um yeah it'll just keep going it's it really is timeless um yeah i guess i i haven't really given my impression of the movie uh (laughs) what's your initial thoughts yeah my initial thoughts yeah um i guess like you everyone probably already knows i i really i actually really liked this movie um it kind of blew me away and and macbeth is a story i've seen many many times um i've probably seen i don't know five or six different versions of maybe more versions of macbeth so i know this story really well and you know that that's a really good point that you were reading the the plot description on, on wikipedia with it but i you know with macbeth i'm able to i'm i'm able to just watch it and under i know what's going on so i'm really at this point able to focus on the dialogue and or, or the the you know the prose of of uh, macbeth and um you know it's it's something that every time i i watch it i'm just continuously blown away by the by the beauty of the of the writing um this is no exception this isn't necessarily special to this movie but um it's an incredible story you see you know you're you are right it's not a super complicated story especially once you once you know what's going on but um it it is a great story um i i you know the tragedy of it the the beauty of it the the um the humanity of the story um and yeah the idea of of um 
kind of battling with evil in, you know within Macbeth's psyche um, is really great to watch and and it really is a great play you don't need me to say that Macbeth I, is a I have, play I guess I have more I have stuff to say about that yeah. too while you're on that like I I maybe and I might maybe feel a little bit differently about it like I feel like we had this conversation before and it was um and now I'm remembering what movie it was for it was um the the director of a ghost story his new film the night yeah the green, the night, green night right okay so and i felt the same a little bit while watching Macbeth. i'm like i i'm watching uh like obviously like perfection in 1605 mm-hmm. but there to me there's like there's gaps in this story that if done like rewritten now would exist to make it like actually work better mm-hmm. Like, I think this movie spans so much emotion, or the the script, the play, Mm -hmm. spans so much emotion and a lot of time um, and a lot of massive, tragic story beats, Mm -hmm. but it's like super compressed because obviously they had to do it on stage in front of people live in two hours. Mm -hmm. Um, It's super compressed and I don't necessarily get like the the weight of some of these massive swings that the Uh story, that this pretty great like tale takes. Um, so I think there's like, there's, and a lot of adaptations probably give it that mm-hmm. more depth of like some of these background characters, um, some of the kids or the children, like when one of them was getting crowned at the end, I was like, like I could have used like seven different other scenes with this character. So I could have mm-hmm. like felt a huge, like, um, yeah. thing when he actually like, I don't know, became King, uh, I don't know. I, I'm not like ragging on Macbeth as a bad story. That's uh-huh. obviously great. But for me, that's like so much happens and there's almost no space between any of it. You're just like going from character mm-hmm. to character as they're making these massive decisions. Yeah. That affects I mean, that, like, is, that is definitely true. And it's it's very different from the way stories are told today. Whereas yeah. all of that actually I think does happen. Um like you get you do really get all of the character arcs in you know very complete character arcs in this movie it's all in the prose though it's all in those those monologues yeah, and that, it's you're all right. in the that internal monologue that's going on constantly inside Macbeth's head and other characters heads um and you get like it's the journey really is in the language and i yeah. i forget what other movie i said this for but it was it's it really oh actually i think i said it for if beale street could talk is that the name of that the barry jenkins movie where it's like the what gets you to buy into everything is is the the poetic the beauty the language um where it, it the the language evokes the emotion necessary to get you to the point of buying into Macbeth's transformation you know, it's yeah. it's almost like it. You don't like logically, even necessarily logically, follow Macbeth's transformation. You follow it emotionally through the the through the prose, through the language. Um, That's a good defense. I I could totally concede to all of that because, mm-hmm. like, here I am reading a sentence on Wikipedia and then missing the four minute like monologue that yeah. that character gives uh-huh. and what it actually meant to that character to make that decision to kill yeah. 
all of Macduff's like wife and children and send yeah. his army there to go destroy them. Like yeah. there is a huge disconnect there with me not understanding these mm-hmm. monologues these characters go on. So mm-hmm. it And it definitely and, takes watching yeah. it like four, five, six times um, to really be able to actually follow what is being said. But um, mm-hmm. you know, that's that's kind of where I'm at with Shakespeare in general. Um, you know, we, I realize we haven't even gotten into a, a spoiler section too. <laughs> I mean, uh, I think you said that much. when you gave the plot description yeah. at the beginning. You're uh, just like, it's yeah. like that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, maybe we won't even do a spoiler section. Um, but um, what was what was some of the things that really stood out to you in this movie? I maybe I'll I'll just start. <laughs> yeah, um, go ahead. Have a couple. I mean the the witch the witches but the witch mm-hmm. all that stuff was so incredible the scene mm-hmm. where um the double double toil and trouble um scene where where uh, they actually they actually make the the um do the prophecy um, yeah when they're above in yeah, the like on the like structure of yeah looking down and then the room floods and mm-hmm. The visuals of that of that scene are so incredible and so eerie and so interesting. Um, I was like, I was absolutely blown away. I, yeah. you know, it's just like, yeah, cinema chills. Like, <laughs> I was, yeah, I was pretty into that scene. scene. And I just, I don't mean anything by it, but I was just interesting to note it. That was one thing where I noticed discrepancies and then. The plot description i think they even simplified it like i think mm-hmm. it's even more magical like mm-hmm. in its original text yeah um i think they simplified the three prophecies to be given to you like quickly and just with one potion mm-hmm. that just kept telling him yeah. when it was interesting while i was reading it on wikipedia that scene there's like a lot more that mm-hmm. happens with each prophecy the way it's yeah. presented to him uh-huh. and it actually it's not just like a yeah. reflection in the pond each time uh-huh yeah just some yeah, differences um yeah i don't i've seen several Macbeths, and i yeah i don't know what i can't really differentiate and, and say what is actually in the original versus you know yeah what is pared down so um yeah that was a good scene i have one small thing that i noticed um was a lot of the like sound design mm. in the audio. I'm trying not to say like state obvious things here. So this one was like an unobvious yeah. thing that yeah. stood out to me. Um, there was a lot of like, cause it like really wasn't overdone. It's like a pretty quiet movie and minimal, like we've said in every aspect, including the sound, but there's like these like eerie things that they, um, that they put in there every once in a while that like really gave like the tone and the mood um, made it a lot more interesting mm-hmm. uh, sound design stood out to me uh we don't need to talk about bruno del borno obviously the sets the lighting the huge like contrasts um i really like the opening with the witch when she was mm-hmm. just like doing straight up yeah. like, contortionistic yeah like really cool weird that like that really reminded me of a play too like i was just watching that like live in front they like mm-hmm. had that whole visual way of um how the witch like transformed out of like a crow Mm-hmm. into being an actual person definitely um, there was there's a lot to like yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. I, I also 
And another scene that I, I really loved was the scene at the dinner party um, where Macbeth is really starting to break down and yeah the sees know, his friend that he just killed yeah he sees he sees his friend and and he like you know he's screaming at him and then it, it's like it turns out he's like just swatting at a, a crow mm-hmm. um yeah i thought that perform that was one of the high kind of the highs of that performance um where he was you know it was kind of the the biggest part of the of the I guess he was giving a bigger performance in that moment than, than the most normal the tone downness. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, I, I thought it worked really well. The the scene where he goes to senses like um, his hired hitman out to go kill mm-hmm. that guy. I forget his name. Um, and the kid, I thought was oh, yeah. really well done. Yeah. And then once like there's not it's not an action movie, but mm-hmm. once like the fighting started with like. The flame torch mm-hmm. it just like got i know just really well choreographed and intense like for a brief moment there mm-hmm. um and the cinematography of the boy in the field it's kind of one of the first times like uh the set looks a little different out there like in the i don't know in the weeds in the, in the tall grass like that mm-hmm. um that was i don't know that was just really well done so visual with like boy laying on his back i'm um, yeah. trying not to be seen and everything yep definitely um lots of great stuff um yeah we could probably keep going um but it's macbeth but yeah it's macbeth it's 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 really interesting it's a really great adaptation um check it out uh do we know what we're doing late next week we're probably honestly gonna do a few more indie movies Mm -hmm. and then we will soon um uh, early mid next month we'll do our top 10 yep round out the year mm-hmm. yeah definitely so we're gonna uh, probably play it by year and deliver some more small content yeah next couple weeks definitely um st- stick around for those episodes and uh we will see you guys next time uh be sure to like and subscribe uh and we will see you later all right see ya bye